Hey guys, it's Kelly. I am a self-proclaimed book nerd, a writer, and um, I don't know, just feeling a little down about this book. <laughs> hey y'all. My name is Ashley. I'm a writer, producer, and I'm indifferent. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Books We Should Have Read podcast, the show on a mission to get adults who typically aren't into reading into reading through the exploration of Black literary classics. This pod is an extension to the BWSR community, and you can find our complete book list for this season at booksweshouldhavered.com. Tune in each episode as we discuss what we liked and disliked about these reads and whether or not they're worth your time. Okay, I like that you're indifferent about it. I'm just feeling down because, like, I was very excited to read um, a a book about two women being in relationship, a romance with two women being in relationship, um, and so I, and two black women at that, right? And yeah. then the fact that it just did not resonate with me, it really upset me. Actually, like, I was like really bummed out. So, yeah, you know what? Same. But in all honesty, I knew it was going to be a shit show when I made it to like 200 pages and they didn't even get on a boat yet. <laughs> Bro, okay. And they were still trying to make the decision as to what they should do next. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, this is like one of those things that should have been left on the shelf. But I said I was indifferent mm. because of that. And then also because I've heard such great things about Alyssa Cole that I did not base this novel like I didn't base her like talent on like this one novel because we all have things that we put out into the world that we're not proud of I have so many of them as a creative um and this is just one of them that I just was like oh okay girl like it wasn't like yeah shitty but it wasn't like it wasn't like what it wasn't what I was expecting, especially because we've heard such great things about her. So I think what we should do is we try her again, but we're gonna look for her highest rated book. Yeah, let's do that. But we're gonna do her highest rated book. Let's talk about what this book is about. Yes. Okay. So we read How to Find a Princess by Alyssa Cole. Um, mm -hmm. This is book two in the Runaway Royal series. Yes, I believe it's the Runaway Royal series. And the good thing to to specify, like with Alyssa Cole's books and with a lot of romance authors, is like you don't have to read a series in order. So with this book, we didn't read the first book in the series because you didn't have to, which I like about that. Like you can read them as standalones, is which was which is what we did. So yeah. yeah. So if anybody's yeah. worried about like, oh wait, I have to read the first book and then you get. No, you can just read it out of order. Just choose one. And we chose this one because, like Kelly said, it is a queer love story featuring yeah. two black women. And, like, why wouldn't we want to fucking read it? Yeah, because um, we're, um, to be quite frank, I am I am sick of men. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Just give me two beautiful black women at this point that are going to be happy in love. Yeah. I needed yeah. a break from men, both in real life and in romance novels. You know, that's so funny because since we've been reading romance novels, I've fallen back in love with men. Uh, isn't that, I mean, honestly, this is why I'm always going to be out here messing with dudes because these romance novels get me hyped up in my brain and I'm like he is out there but men are men um but men are men. <laughs> anyway back okay. to the okay. back to what we're doing. so this book 
follows the life of Makita Hicks, who is from Atlantic City, New Jersey. She's, we open the book and she's super timid. She doesn't stand up for herself. Um, and then she finds herself in a rut because her life is like falling apart. She loses her job, but she's the best employee, but she doesn't stand up for herself. So they fire her anyway. Um, her ex leaves her because she's too nice. <laughs> it's like literally all in the same day, too. All in the same day. Her life falls apart. But what's so interesting about Makita is that she is a supposed heir to a throne in the fict—is it a fictitious country? I'm terrible uh, at geography. geography. Okay, I first of all, I, I will blame the American education system for that. I'm 100% sure it is a, a fictitious country. It's it's called, hold on. Iberania? Iberania, yes. I'm it's pretty sure Iberania. it doesn't exist. It but does not exist. Like Kelly said, we grew up in America. So, so in this week, we're going to find out, like, somebody's going to be like, I'm from Iberania. It is a real country. And we're like, sorry. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm like, 99% sure it doesn't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so she's this heir to this throne. Her family has been obsessed with this this uh, pseudo um, heiressness her whole entire life, but she has a distaste for it because it essentially ruined her her family um, without giving too much away. Then she encounters Beznaria. I just say her last name is Chet. I always call her Chet because I can't pronounce. Um, yeah, I cannot pronounce her last name. It's like Chet. Chevalier. Yeah. Chevalier. But she meets Beznaria Chet, who is also, is she the star in book one? I believe she's a star in book one. But Beznaria is this, um, how would you describe Bez? I would describe her as like a very alpha female. She's a junior investigator um, for the World Federation of Monarchists. Um, and she's just like this alpha female. She kind of stays, she's a lone, she's like a lone wolf, right? She doesn't have friends. Um, she's, she's a little awkward and odd in that she just says whatever she's thinking. She has no filter. She's a little nerdy, but she's also like super attractive because of course. Of course. Oh, and she's neurodivergent, which I thought was super fucking cool. Did you not like that? You didn't like it. You uh, no, I didn't mind it. But also um, having a blank. What does that mean again? <laughs> what does neurodivergent mean? <laughs> um, neurodivergent um, are people. Is that like on the, like is it on the odd? They could be. It autism is is one. I am not a psychologist, y'all, but um, autism, yes, is considered to be neurodivergent. It's like the spectrum, yeah, right. Yeah, but I believe anxiety and depression is also considered to be neurodivergent. I could be making this shit up. I'm looking it up as you speak. So it is deferring a mental or neurological function from what is considered typical or normal, frequently used with reference to autistic spectrum disorders, not neurotypical. Okay. All right. That's what I thought it was, but I was just like, when I was reading, I, I was too lazy to do what just took me five seconds yeah, to do just now. The Googles, just to do the yeah. Googles. But yeah. And so they are an uncanny pair, pairing. Yeah. Um <clears throat> 
and we can get to, you know, I'll just say it the fuck now, which I also didn't understand either because it's like, okay, um, Makita, you don't stand up to yourself in all these other aspects, but then Bez, fine ass. An amazing woman. And you want to be mean to her? And you want to treat her, because I have a soft spot for Bez, okay? I love Bez. This beautiful, just amazing woman comes into your life and you want to finally decide that this is the moment you're going to start treating people shitty? And all these other niggas who betray you shitty your whole entire fucking life? Using you? How about how about we be mad at the woman you co-signed a loan for? <laughs> a small business loan for? Because I was heated. I was like, I'm sorry, girl. You did what? And this shit is messing up your credit and threatening your grandmother's livelihood, bitch. And you still, she with this whole book and did not stand up to this bitch. But Bez, but Bez, who is nothing but a little angel on this here earth. You? And tr- trying to do her job. And you want to be, she was so mean to her. So At that point, mean. I was like, you know what, Bez? We, we Just come over here, Bez. Here, it's Bez. fine. <laughs> I was, that was like driving me crazy. Cause, and it, it upset me because usually like, like, I, I don't know, like the, my distaste, like my dislike for Makita was just strong after I was like, because how dare you? How dare you? And like, what was it about? For me, it's like, what was it about Bez that said, oh yeah, this is the bitch who I'm about to be rude as fuck to? Like, yeah, what this was is it about her? And she was nothing but kind and sweet and just so adorably awkward and kind of like, and just nerdy with her little smudged glasses. <laughs> I love that detail. Her That's glasses me. are always, always smudged. Always smudged. Always have fingerprints on them. You always have a fingerprints and just like, uh, Oh, I, I just adored her. What we didn't mention about Bez was that she's Iberanian born. And so she has yes. an interesting connection to the air as well. Her grandmother also worked for the World Federalist, Feder, 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 now, Federalist wait. Monarchs. Okay, did her grandma work for... I thought her grandma was um, the Queen Aza, Queen Aziz, Aza, Aziz private guard. I didn't know she, I didn't think she worked for the World Federation Monarchist because the World Federation Monarchist is just a group that investigates like royal oh, stuff. Oh, I thought she did. I thought that was all the same thing. So thank no. you for pointing so, that out. Yeah, okay. so the grandmom was the Queen, Queen Ozzy, Ozzy, I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names, but the grandmom, her, Bez's grandmom was her personal guard and Bez's whole mission or her whole goal, it's not even a part of her mission, it's her own separate goal is to find the heir. And the reason is, is because the queen went missing under her grandmother's watch. And so there's been rumors and speculations for all these years that her grandmom either killed her or knows where the queen went and is not telling anybody. So, you know, Bez has an ulterior motive, if we should say, but it's like an innocent one. You know what I'm saying? It's not an ulterior motive that's going to hurt Makita in any way. It's, hey, like- It could help Makita and her family financially, which is what they need right now. Which is another reason I'm just not under- (laughs) And it could also help Bez- um, Clear her family's name. Yeah. Her grandmother's name, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It's like- (sighs) Bez was so dope. Um, okay. Let's go to Grandmore. Grandmore was an interesting character. So Grandmore is Makita's grandmother. And or a Hicks. <laughs> Grandmore Hicks. And she's the one who <laughs> So the reason why Makita's family, Makita and her mother could be potential heirs 
to the throne is because her grandmother believes that she had an affair back in the day with the long-lost prince of Iberania. He came to Atlantic, Atlantic City, I guess, and they got busy. Yes. Okay. And also, so just to make sure I was understanding this correctly, because from what I gathered was, so this long lost prince, what the story ended up being was that his mother was Queen Azie and she like lost her memory. And did you, you didn't read that part of the book? Because she apparently she lost her memory, like she lost her memory. And when she got her memories back, she just decided, I'm not going back to that life. She gave birth to the the, the prince who Graham, Grammore had the affair with. And he just and he just told her, like, yeah, my mom is like a queen of this country. And she lost her memories and didn't come back. That's crazy. But, I don't remember that part at all. But because it and I'm also going to the twist at the end. Okay. Which, which is how this is all. I mean, do you want me to say the twist? I don't, please I don't. do. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Besnaria's grandmother is the one who had the affair with the prince. So, Besnaria is actually the long the lost heir. heir. <laughs> 390 fucking pages. And we, we found that out on what, page 380. I didn't make it there, you guys. So no, if I seem a found little that angry. Out on page like 387. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, if you guys can see my face, are we going to start putting up the uh, the video for the? Because I'm. One day, one of these days, they're going to get the I'm video. Pissed because you guys, it's a long book. It's all right. long. I mean, it's. Sure, like, like it's, no, it's not actually. The book is four hundred no, pages. I, I mean, the book, I mean, is, the small. book is small. It's, it's like, like no, yeah, it's small, but the like, writing look is at tiny. It. Look at it. Look at it. No, but Ashley, you can't. All right, hold on, girl. <laughs> I know you are not basing the size of the book off of. I am, Kelly. This is a small book. No, yeah, it's actually it's physically small, actually, but it's still four hundred fucking pages. <laughs> yeah, but it probably averages like a hundred pages, a uh, hundred words a page. No, am I wrong? You are so wrong. Do you see how many words are on that page that you're Because you're looking at me like, bitch. And I'm only saying that because you have a physical copy. I knew the shit was long when it's 400 pages on the like the audio. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Kindle copy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So this book is, oh, I'm sorry. This book is 388 pages. Yeah, on Kindle, it was 390. We find out about Besnaria probably like at 384. Well, you know what? It makes sense, though, because she's got this huge series for it, right? So it'll be like the next series will be Bez probably taking— The next book will be Bez taking over the throne or something. Girl, I won't know because I won't be reading it. Oh, I'm definitely not reading it. I'm done with the series. Wow. Um, okay, let's— Okay, so they put that whole part in there for nothing. Yes. I know. I'm sorry to stop you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Because— Okay, that whole little made-up part. I know I didn't fever dream that. I'm sure you did it. I probably like forgot about it because this book was no, so boring. But I'm all now. I'm pissed. I'm pissed at Alyssa. Alyssa, I'm mad at you now. I know you don't know me, but now I'm mad at you because why would you add that tidbit if you already knew that Bez was going to be the heir? You made me waste like a page of reading about that shit, and Bez is the heir. But do you know what I will say? Okay, because I know I just said that this book was boring, but, like, is it bad for these books to be boring? Like, 
these it's about two beautiful black women women who fall in love despite their it was a very slow burn it was, it was just very a slow, slow burn. burn like yeah it was a slow burn and you know what it was too it it wasn't that it was boring it was a slow burn and then there and it's okay i'm okay with the romantic part being slow burn cuz like listen you don't need to be you know having sex with somebody within the first 10 pages. That doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I'm okay with romance being slow burn, but I just think that a lot of people felt that it was boring and I felt it was boring because just like the getting to anything was slow burn. Like Like 150 pages to decide whether or not, 200 pages to decide whether or not she was going to actually pursue being the heiress. Yeah. And then... 150 pages of them on the boat playing cat and mouse. And then 50 pages of them actually recognizing that they're in love. And then 30 pages of them getting off the boat and Besnaria realizing that she is the heir to this throne. Wow. That's what it is. You broke that down so good. That is exactly what happened. And... And also, too, like, I don't want to say the writing wasn't bad. No. I want to no. say that. The writing wasn't bad at all. It was just very wordy. I just felt like we there were just, uh, Alyssa Cole is very detailed, which is not a problem, but it was just so much detail. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next character. Do we want to talk about anyone else? I have Ashley Hicks. Who's that? Mich- oh, that's her mom. Makita's mom. <laughs> and, and I have I can remember. We already mentioned Hinojeta, who is Besnaria's yes. grandmother. Gr- grandmother. I don't really want to talk about Ashley Hicks. I think we're done. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, I, I had, yeah, and I had Prince Kashan. Who oh, yeah, let's heir. do Prince Kashan. Um, <laughs> I have Makita's grandfather, in quotes now, Gram- Grammore's lover, in quotes now, and the lost heir to the Iberian throne. Because I didn't get to the last six pages, so I didn't realize the twist. So yes. how did that play out, Ash? Could you just, I mean, it spoiler was very, alert. Okay, spoiler alert, y'all. It was very much so like, we made it home. Um, Hinojeta has an attitude, who mm-hmm. is um, Bez's grandmother. She wasn't mm-hmm. answering the phone and talking to Bez when she called home. They get off the boat. I believe they're Hannah Jetta and, and uh, Bez have a conversation. And that's when it's revealed. It was just very, like, anticlimactic. This whole book was anticlimactic to me. So they didn't even go into detail about, like, how the prince ended up. So They were in love. Happened? They were in so love. What, and the queen knew about it. And so why the queen just dip off? Where'd she go? I can't remember. I, can't, I honestly can't remember. And I don't really care to go back. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not making you go back. I'm not going to make you go back. Okay, okay. All right, cool. All right, never mind. Is there something you want to advertise on Books We Should Have Read? Email us at info at booksweshouldhaveread.com. That's info at booksweshouldhaveread.com. Um, do you want to say your point first or you want me to go first? Okay, I'll, I'll say my point. Yes. Because as you know, I have a soft spot for Bez. 
Um, I just adored her, okay? I just thought she was so sweet, just this strong, like loyal, dedicated character, just amazing woman. And my favorite scene is, um, it's early in the book. It's like chapter six or seven. Um, and Makita is very, Makita's been hurt, okay? Like you call it, like she was, she's timid. She's, and she's also just lacks a self-confidence because she's been mistreated by people who are supposed to love her, including her mother. And she's, this that builds a trauma, you know what I mean? And so- there's like this scene, it's so adorable. I think, I'm pretty sure it's chapter six and Bez tells Makita that she's beautiful or she said something like that and Makita doesn't believe her and Bez just immediately stops her and goes like, well, why don't why don't you believe me? Cause you know, Bez is very frank. She's neurodivergent. So she's very, she's saying what she wants. She has no filter. And Makita kind of explains to her, well, you know, when she was growing up, how bullied she was and how people, made fun of her and teased her and Bez straight up asked for their names. <laughs> oh God, Makita whispered again, this time in humiliation. Of course she busted her own lip while trying to be sexy and impulsive. It was better this way. She definitely should not be kissing this woman and maybe some higher being was making that clear. I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. Beznaria moved her lips back and forth, then shrugged. I'm fine, what about you? Are you hurt? She raised a hand towards Makita's face. Let me see. Makita jerked back, her hand-eye coordination suddenly spectacular. Why, so you can see how ridiculous I am with your new 4D vision, so you can laugh at my swollen lip? I'm fine. She dropped her gaze to the ground and stared at Beznaria's sock-clad feet then sighed and lowered her hands. Besnaria didn't touch her face, but she knew the woman was examining her from a few feet away. Put some ice on it. Makita rolled her eyes. I know. She marched upstairs to finally take control of the situation, and somehow this was the result. Standing like a fool with a self-inflicted injury while replaying the moment she'd crashed mouth first into Besnaria over and over again. Who laughed at you? Besnaria asked quietly. Who made you think you were laughable? Makita didn't think she could be any more embarrassed, but now Besnaria felt sorry for her. It wasn't as if the taunts from the past suddenly filled her head, but the shame that she had felt then returned, as did the shame she felt never having moved past the bullying and having somehow invited it, at having supported her mother for all these years only to be asked if she was trying to spite her at having tried to kiss the woman who'd brought all this back to the surface. It doesn't matter, Makita said, taking a few steps back and shoving her hands into her pockets. It does, Besnaria said, frowning. They've made my goals much more difficult to obtain. Of course, that's why she wanted to know. Her regret sharpened into a spike of humiliation. Thanks for your concern, Makita started to walk into her room. Hypothetically, Besnaria called out behind her, if I were hypothetically capable of grabbing someone off the street and engaging in certain activities that are legally gray but morally righteous, like explaining to someone how wrong they were to laugh at a young girl for thinking she might be a princess, having their names might make such a hypothetical task easier. Makita whirled around. 
wait, are you telling me that leaving me alone is unreasonable, but tracking down my bullies over a decade later isn't? That's ridiculous. Yes, Biznaria said. She was still again, but not in anticipation as she had been a moment ago. This was the stillness of repressed motion. It's quite reasonable. I have a rubric and it falls dead in the reason zone. There isn't a statute of limitations on making someone aware of their bad behavior. If it's still hurting you all these years later, why shouldn't they hurt a bit too? Makita's throat went rough. Her mother and even her grandmother made it seem like Makita should just move on, leave the past in the past. The fact that her mother thought she was trying to get revenge for said past had made her feel ill. Besnaria was here, ready to roll up on Tanya Smith from third period algebra, who probably didn't even remember Makita ever existed, and show her what's what because she didn't think it was bad to make people pay for hurting you. I thought that was so adorable. Like, she was like, what's their name? And, and Makita is like, um, it was like in seventh grade. So I'm just gonna not give you. But, but Bez was serious. Like, she was like, give me all of their names and their last known locations and I will find them. And she was like ready to find these people and make them apologize to her and admit that Makita is in fact beautiful. Both, And I like that Bez sees not only Makita's outward beauty, but her inner beauty as well. Like she is a good person, right? Like there's nothing wrong with Makita. It's just, she's more of a fixer and she only feels useful. Like that's her love language is service. Mm. When we, if we talk about love languages, I think Makita's love language is service is doing for the people that she loves and just always being there. And, and where people in her life thought it was annoying or just took it, looked at it as a way to take advantage Bez just saw that as this is an amazing person who is so pure and so good inside. And I think that's also why, although I was getting frustrated with Makita, Bez was never frustrated with her because Bez recognized that hurt that she had. I think there's even in one chapter where Bez says that like, you know, she could under, she could see like Makita's loneliness and it almost ma- like matched hers. Oh. She could see herself a little bit. And I thought that was so, and I was like, why can't we have more moments like this? Like <laughs> yes. I just, but I love that. That was like a point, like a part of the book that I just was like, oh my God, this is so like, I don't know. I just thought it was so pure and just so honest. And uh, I, I just loved like that to me, not that I care, but like, I just love that love just transcends whether it's a same-sex couple, um, a heterosexual couple, interracial. I just love love that. I just love love because it transcends all that. All the bullshit. At at the end of the day, it is just so, such a innate thing. And it's so, it like vibrates on a different level. It passes through all of that. And so that is one thing that like I really liked about this book. Um, And I'm glad that although you know, this book was not my favorite. I'm glad that we have a book in this collection that is about a queer couple, a queer black uh, female couple. Fine as hell. hell. They fine. (laughs) Fine. Just two beautiful women in love. I just, I really liked it. So that was a part of the book that stood out for me. Um, What about you? Oh my God. Okay. So we are just like, we should just entitle this episode like Besnaria Fan Club because- Uh, Yes, this is what the episode is called. 
Besnaria fan club. This is the clip. Besnaria <laughs> fan club. <laughs> because I, I too was I too was obsessed with Besnaria. And the point that really stood out to me that like made me bust out laughing was um Besnaria's lie to get them on the boat, which wasn't a lie. It was like to get them on the boat. And I just thought it was just so funny. Okay, so let me back up. So yes. Finally, after 150 pages of going back and forth between Makita and Besnaria, Makita finally decides to um, pursue becoming the the heir or pursue finding out whether or not she is the heir to the Iberanian throne, of which Besnaria already knew this bitch was going to go. So she's making these plans behind (laughs) Makita's back for them to make it to Iberania. And in order to get them to Iberania, they end up on a ship. How they got onto the ship is super interesting. Um, I can back up further and and say that Besnaria works for the World Federal, what is it? Federalization, Federal. The World Federation of Monarchists. Federation of Monarchists. And her boss, who who would be the ones paying for their... um, their way back to Iberania had not been answering the phone. And it's pretty much because Besnaria went AWOL <laughs> to find Makita. Um, and so she, in order to get them to Iberania in a way that won't necessarily break her own personal pockets, she comes up with this grand scheme to get them on the boat and then does not tell Makita about the scheme before they get on the boat. They think I'm your wife? Makita whispered angrily. Yes, we've established that. Besnaria blinked. But I'm not. Makita bit out more quietly, unsure of how their voices might travel in the hall outside their cabin. It's a lie, and it puts me in an uncomfortable position because now I have to lie to support your original lie. It wasn't my lie. Not originally, Besnaria said. An old acquaintance in shipping heard I was looking for passage back and set me up with this job. I asked him if it was possible to bring a guest to share my cabin for free. And he said, crew members are allowed to bring spouses. And you have lied and said you had one? Makita prompted. No, I said I will be bringing a guest since it's possible under those circumstances. Because if it's possible then, it's possible anytime, technically. Then he congratulated me on my marriage. And I said, thank you for your assistance with my journey back. Bess held up her hand when Makita started to protest. It was all done in the name of getting you to Iberania, which is what I promised you I would do. I can't believe you think that excuses all this, Makita said, flailing her hands to gesture at the cabin around them. I trusted you to handle things, but I didn't ask to be left out of the decision-making process or to have to lie. Bez nodded sagely. Consider this one aspect of the adventure. You are on a mission, and lying for work is fine, as we discussed. Besides, if you're taking this lost air endeavor seriously, there will be more trying tasks than pretending to be married to me. Makita scuffed. Really? I can't think of any. Were there really no other options to pay for room and board? Having to shovel coal in the engine room would have been preferable. It's the 21st century. Bez said dryly. Ships don't use coal. Yes, it's the 21st century, which is why we should be on a plane right now. Makita realized something that would have occurred to her earlier if she hadn't been so overwhelmed by the sheer improbability of the situation she was in. Wait. We're doing this so I can ride for free? Why didn't your monarchist bosses pay for our travel? 
Bez's expression didn't change drastically, but for the first time since they met, she dropped her gaze instead of holding it until Makita blinked or looked away. There have been some communications issues, as well as a matter of budget restraints. Great. So I'm stuck playing your wife because you work for cheapskates. Makita was trying not to raise her voice, but she was a planner, and every assumption she made about the way things would work out had been based on a foundation that, at the very least, the World Federation of Monarchists was a legit organization that would spring for an economy flight. Bez lifted her chin, as if she was the one who had reason to be upset. Do you know how many times I've been cascaded for not making someone my wife? And here you've achieved it after only having to tolerate me for a few days. You should be happy. Makita just stared at Beznaria for a moment, old shame rising to meet new anger. How many times has she accepted scraps while telling herself asking for more was being greedy? You know what would have made me happy? If you told me what was going on so we could come up with a plan together. Instead, you put me in this ridiculous situation and expect me to be grateful? You owe me an apology, at the very least. Makita stared at Bez, her heartbeat sounding in her ears. She never flat out told someone to say they were sorry, and she felt slightly ill. I did what needed to be done for us to get to Iberania, which is my job. Bez replied stiffly. The alternative was hiding you in my duffel bag and sneaking you on board. I say that you owe me an apology for not appreciating my hard work. I love Beznaria so much because she's so matter of fact. Like this bitch is honestly like, I didn't lie. Like I told them that I needed, I, I asked him how we could get on this boat. And he said that I could get on the boat and that only a spouse could come on the boat. Yeah, so now and we're she, married. Because she was just like, okay. That's like, all she said to the man. That and, and that's my thing I love about it. It's just like, I didn't lie, but you didn't ask any follow-up questions. So, so I didn't bother. Technically, you didn't do your job. <laughs> like, what did I do wrong? And so they get on this boat. And, and it isn't until they get on the boat that Makita finds out that they're supposed to be pretending to be married. Yep. Um, and then, but that pretending to be married really shows. I love that trope. I love, I love marriages of convenience, fake pretend marriages. Romance novels love, oh, fake relationships. Romance novels love fake that relationship. And it works. It works. This was the only reason why I was holding on because I was just like, okay, them pretending to be in love is is eventually going to like melt Makita's heart. Right, it's it's eventually going to unthaw this cold ass bitch, and she's eventually going to see what we see in Besnaria and get and her shit like, together. You're you're pretending to be married. You're on a boat at sea. You're this is the only other person you know. You gotta fall in love. Um, cool. So that was <laughs> so that was my point. <laughs> I really like that. Honestly, like I I did Besnaria. This is the Besnaria fan club because. She was everything. She, to me, carried that book. Like, yeah. I really only kept going back to read because I was like, well, I just want some good things for Bez. Yeah, I just want her to be happy. And honestly, the fact that her and Makita do end up together, I didn't like. Because Besnaria deserves better. Um, Besnaria deserves somebody that will 
worship the ground she walks on and, and not appreciate test her. her and also just appreciate her quirkiness and her love like her love and her loyalty yes. like, like ah! she doesn't have that filter where she has to like sugarcoat shit like she's very much so in your face what you see is what you get and we need more people like that in this world and like the fact that this this woman does not see that like just bothers me because if girl if you don't want to send her over here okay like, gosh, Makita was just it's, so annoying. It's just, yeah, like Makita was just very, but you know, I think that was the point, right? Because it makes you, and maybe that was Alyssa's, maybe that was her evil genius thinking, right? It was just like for people that have somebody in their life, maybe take a step back and think about what they do for you and do you appreciate them enough? Are you a Makita in the relationship or are you a Besnaria? Oh, girl, because if you a Makita in the relationship, I got to... Someone who's who has so much grace, extends so much grace to everyone else in their life except for except the person for the that person. holds you down. Oh. How make it make sense. Make because it make, sense, make Kelly. sense, Kelly. Let me tell you something. If if that was me, if like my person, like I do all this and I see that and I see my person being kind to others and not to me. I got to burn all your shit down because I'm crazy. But I got to just destroy you. <laughs> She's a Gemini. Because you won't hurt my feelings. Like, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> I'm going to be crying while I burn all your shit down. It's going to be very waiting to excel when Angela Bass is throwing her man's shit in, the, in his get car and lights it on fire. Get your shit and get out. Yes. Like, that. that is me. That is me. Like, I'm so hurt, but I'm going to destroy everything. And, and you, I, like, I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm so hurt. And I will disappear and you will never hear from me again. And you will always wonder what happened to her. Because I will block you on everything. I will disappear. <laughs> I will leave you straight. Honestly, straight. that's probably the better way of doing things. Because my way is I'm probably going to go to jail now. Because <laughs> I did all this shit. Well, my, now I'm in jail. My way now my end, dad's bailing me out. Yeah, my way would end with a missing persons report, probably. Because it'll be like, what? She just vanished off the face of the planet. Exactly. And I'd be like, I'd be the first one. Like, hold on. Let me call. I put, we got to track our iPhones on each other's thing. It's fine. <laughs> Ashley, come on. She in the woods, y'all. <laughs> she built a little hut, a little tiny house in the woods. Just to spite the person who hurt me. They would never see me. Ever again. That's how I am. That's... That's how I am because I just, I give so much. Like I'm such a nurturer and I take care of people. Is that your love language? What is your, let's talk love languages because yeah. I was on that side of TikTok as well. You guys, uh, just to let our listeners know, you guys, I am obsessed with TikTok. I love, I love um, me some TikTok. I'm not quite as obsessed, but my love I, language yeah. is acts of service and gifts. <laughs> Minds are gifts and like, and not overt, like not anything crazy but just like little things like if I see something like I was always buying like out like anybody stuff like if I see it and it'll be something small like I'm not like I'm not like talking like these crazy extravagant gifts but little things that like make people you know like that if I see it I think of you now I gotta get it for you see my my gifts are very intentional so like I respond well to someone like well acts of service if you know that like if I'm saying oh I'm so stressed out I keep forgetting to eat sign me up for like a meal plan thing where someone where my meals get sent to me or Venmo me money for for lunch or like like, make me lunch And like, that's, it's the same. They go hand in hand for me. The gifts too. It's just like, oh, I keep burning the rice on the stove. Bitch, 
I'm going to buy you this rice cooker. Here's this rice cooker. Here's a rice cooker. (laughs) Yes. I'm very much a gift. Gifts is my love language. And it's like, but I always worry about that being my love language because I like, I have to be careful with that because people will take advantage, right? Like people can try and take advantage like that. And, but that's why, you know, it's not, I'm not buying you something super crazy extravagant. And we just, you know, we're just getting to know each other. We just started dating, but like little things. Oh my God, Kelly, I dated this person um, a few years ago mm-hmm. and they would um, buy me the wackest shit ever in life. Oh. And that pissed me off because it's just like, you are not you don't listening know to me. You don't know me. You're not intentional. You just do things for the sake of doing things. Yep. And I had to let that one go. But there was one time in particular where they had like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Never <laughs> Because they could be listening. Do you want to know? I'll tell you. Honestly, honestly, Ashley, let's not hold ourselves back. Go hard. Okay. So there's this one time when they had like this coworker and they would tell this coworker like all of our business. And then like- I remember this person. (laughs) Yes. And then they would tell me about it. Yes. And then they would. (laughs) And then- they uh so this coworker i guess had this like pair of shoes that they were getting rid of and they sent no. me a picture, send me a picture. Of no this, this no. pair of shoes kelly and i was just this like this is why you didn't tell me this cuz you know that is my nightmare you were not giving me kelly, shoes kelly i was so like i it's like weird like cuz i was mortified because I was just like, how am I with this person who, that first of all, want thinks that these shoes. shoes are cute? And secondly, would think that I would wear something like that. And then, and then, and then they asked me for my shoe size. And I was just like, yeah, I'm a second size. And they're just like, oh, your feet are too big for them anyway. Because I told I told them that I didn't. Because they knew I didn't like them. I, I remember when you were dating this person and I was like, why are you with them? <laughs> Why are you dating? And you know, I was trying to figure it out because I had known this person for like years. And yeah, like, you've known them, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay, I'm getting to know this person. But honest to God, they were not who they portrayed to be for the decade that I knew them. They were a completely different person. Yeah. Like, like I thought they, I were, thought a they were a reader. Remember when they dressed like you? They were dressing like they you. They started dressing like me. <laughs> I was like, when you told me that, I was like, girl, get out, red flag, red flag, red flag. And I was just like, why? And then they were so pressed to meet my kid. Oh. I'm like the opposite. I'm I like, know. you don't ever have to introduce me I to was your just, child. I was just why? Like, why do you just want it to be a part of my existence so much? And yeah, I that realized was it's because I people think they know me, but then when they really sit down and they think about it, they know that they know nothing about me because I'm extremely private. Yes. And they just yearn to be that person to break in. They want to be the one that says that I know Ashley yeah. the best. Yeah. Like I got to know I her. got her. She's mine. Well, back up everybody because I know her the best. Okay. <laughs> I've known her since we were seven. <laughs> that was that was that person. So that was that person. Yeah, I like, I don't know, like definitely, I think, and the other thing I think is wrong with my love language of gifts is that I think that it can intimidate men that are not um, secure. Are not secure, yes. Like, 
I've she can take care of herself. Yeah, I've noticed that it's just like it can really intimidate men that are like, and and because I'm so independent, because you that, work hard. And I'm not saying that you deserve nice things because you work hard, but the things that you, the very nice things that you buy yourself is because you were afforded the resources to do so. Exactly. And it's like, and also, what it, what is me buying these nice things for myself? What does that have to do with you? I didn't ask you to buy me those things. Ugh. But it's like they they get in their own head about like, well, if she buys these shoes and these bags, she's gonna want me to buy them. Now, now you're you now that. you're a gold now digger. A gold digger. N- now and now and now I'm the gold digger, and I never asked for that. It's just like I listen, man. I, I don't know. If you do not appreciate luxury, you cannot date Kelly, and that's and that's on the period. I said appreciate. I didn't say just afford. appreciate. I don't, I don't see not afford, but Aldis Hodge, if you're listening to this, um, <laughs> you are very welcome to slide in my DMs. <laughs> Wait, do you hear that? That silence could be filled with an advertisement for your new product or brand. Email us at info at com if you'd like to be a sponsor for and have your ad placed within the Books We Should Have Read podcast. We can't wait to welcome you to the family. <laughs> okay, so back to the uh, Besnari's fan club. Right, Besnari's fan club. I'm actually pulling out my reading because I can't remember what I gave this book. So I did, um, I'm pulling up mine too. I did rate it, but um, I, I didn't do, I didn't rate it. I'm sorry. I left a review, but I did not finish it. Cause I, like I said in the last episode, or like I said in our episode where we did life after death, um, what typically when I do not finish a book, I won't, I, don't, I, don't, I never give it a rating, but if I'm feeling like it, I'll leave a review of, as to why I didn't finish it. And for this book, my review was, uh, let's see, it was pretty, it was pretty straight to the point, I'll be honest. I said this. Okay, so I said this was a did not finish for me, so no rating. This is my first read by Alyssa Cole, and I struggled. Uh, This was so boring and so long, I couldn't do it. Um... And it just fell flat. It was just, I said, I needed more and this fell flat. Yeah. So that was my. Okay. I gave it two stars. Okay. I finished it, gave it two stars. And I'm just going to read the the last sentence of my review, because if you guys want to know, want to um, actually know all about this review, you can go find it on my Goodreads page. But I said two stars because it wasn't terrible, just hella boring. <laughs> And that's yeah. genuinely this book. Like, it, it's not a bad book at all. And it's it's cute. And Besnaria is seriously the highlight. And, like, she's the reason why I kept reading. She is a She's the diamond in the rough for me in this book. Yeah. And, like, it just, it just fell flat, though. Like, if we didn't have a character like Bez, I really just... I, I, I think I made it the 240 pages... Out of the 380 or whatever, I made it that far because of Biz. Mm-hmm. And then, look, couldn't even finish it. Couldn't even find out the plot twist. You're just like, girl, okay. 
It's fine. It wasn't, there's no real twist though, Kelly. It was literally like three pages. I'm not even, I'm not even bullshitting. And honestly, it's good that you told me that because I probably would have called you like so pissed. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, (laughs) it's literally the last, like, I'm not kidding, five pages of the book goes into this. Well, we've already made the plan. We're going to, because we are not giving up on our good sis Alyssa. Just no, because this no. book didn't resonate with us doesn't mean that her other book, she has like so many books. So we are going to, the goal is we're going to find the highest rated book out of her collections. And we're going to give that a read. Yeah. So we'll be back to Alyssa. So. We'll be back. Because you know what? We stick together. Yes. And just yes. because this wasn't our cup of tea doesn't mean it won't be yours. Yeah. And, and if you guys have any fam- uh, favorite Alyssa Cole books, let us know and we'll yeah. check them out. Because we really want to, you know, we really want to dive into her collections more and we want to support her. So, and who knows, maybe I'll go back and and finish reading it because I often do that. Like, maybe I'll go back and finish it and see what happens. It's also okay if you don't. All right. Bye, guys. All right, guys. (laughs) We will talk to you next time. See ya. Hey, guys. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe to Books We Should Have Read. And don't forget to leave suggestions for books you would like us to read for future collections. This podcast is a Books We Should Have Read production with sound engineering and editing by About Right Media. The dope-ass track you hear in the background was produced by Ty.2. That's Ty, T-Y dot the number two W-O on Instagram. Hey, Ty. Follow Books We Should Have Read on Instagram at Books We Should Have Read to stay up to date with all the BWSR happenings. Follow Ashley at Bashweiser on Instagram and me at Kelly Likes to Read on Instagram. If you like what you heard and you want to support this Black woman-owned and operated movement financially, there is an anchor link in the show notes where you can do just that. Any and everything is welcome and appreciated. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye, y'all.